Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tales from the Bar, a podcast hosted by me, Jen Noga, featuring awesome and cool and interesting people like today's guest, Sophia. You may know her from Bar Buddies vlog. I think it was episode four when we went to Stan Hewitt and we had a really fun day. Um, so, Sophia, I ask everybody, um, you know, can introduce yourself. You could use your name, your date, date of birth, the last four digits of your social security number, the last three <laughs> digits on the back of your credit card, um, up to you what personal identity stealing information you'd like to give out, and the floor is yours. Okay, well, I don't know what's more, like, scary, giving away my birthday so people can do my birth chart or giving away my social security <laughs> number um, so they can steal my identity. I can't really tell. <laughs> but if, if anyone wants to do my birth chart, my birthday's March 12th, so it's coming up. Oh, yeah, that is Pisces true. Squad. Pisces squad. Mine is, oh, my God, what, mine is... When's your birthday? Your birthday's coming up, right? Ten, Ten days. Ten Hang days. On. I, I can't do math. So the twentieth. Oh, the twentieth. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's February tenth, and you said ten days, and I'm like, hang on, I have to do seven. You're like math. And it's three. <laughs> You're like, <sighs> it's okay. I literally just woke up like two hours ago, and I just had a fight with my brother. So. Oh yeah, no, I was like <laughs> with mine. I was like, hey, like not to be like, you know, like talk like TikTok, but um you're hogging the bathroom and it's time to it's time to move on it is time to move on i just really like your camera by the way Thank like you. it's just like it's so nice like has a nice like like not blurry it's like nice depth of field is it your sony yeah it is my sony it's an amazing camera the only like literally the only con to it is that the battery life is like 45 minutes in, on continuous shooting it's Are an serious? ass battery but um i'm i'm waiting for my amazon package to come today but i have a portable bank um that Ooh. works with it so hopefully i can keep that on while it's doing its thing fingers, fingers are, crossed fingers are crossed because but i like to keep my interviews around 45 minutes anyways because that's about as long as i can stand in my transcribing program um <laughs> before i hate the sound of my own voice so I had, um, there was one time I had to do an interview, and it was a two-hour-long interview, and I'm like, I am not transcribing this, because it was for one of my journalism classes, and I put it off, put it off until, like, the day it was due, and then I transcribed a whole two-hour interview, and it was very miserable. It's, I hated it. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing to do in the world, but I want to make sure that all my content is ex as accessible as it, it can be to everybody. So, right. you know, I got to close caption that shit. And, ugh. I just, like, I'm so enthralled just by looking at you right now and then just seeing, like, your beautiful backdrop. Meanwhile, I have, like, a photo or, like, a painting from Italy that I got. My mom's, like, dollhouse wallpaper-ish. It's cute, wall. though. It is cute, but it's, like, yours is cuter. <laughs> it's just covered in a lot of, like, fake greenery, I think is what, mm -hmm. what really adds to it. Plus, we have um, George the cat. He's just chilling back over here. George! Let me see if I can't. Um, there he is. <gasps> so precious. He's just, oh, he's, he has no bed. He, he has a bed, um, which he normally sleeps in, and then um, 
He's got my bed, which he almost always sleeps in. I didn't realize you could still see this. So I'm just going to move that. <laughs> Don't look at the man behind the curtain. My floor is a mess because I had to move everything from my desk to, like, my bed and the floor because I got mm-hmm. too much stuff, and I live in a sardine can still. Yeah, I feel that. No, I'm at my parents' house right now in Columbus. Um, I probably shouldn't have said that. I don't want people I'll redact it. I'll redact it. I'll put that. I'll put that beep noise nope. in there. Bleep. <laughs> at least I didn't say where. I'll put where in uh, said location. Man, my my iPad. So I got an iPad. Like I bought myself an iPad because I wanted to learn how to like digitally draw. Oh my gosh, I am popular today. Every time I go to do, like, record something, and then all of my, like, everybody decides that that's when they want to text me, and then my earphones are up really loud because I can't hear for shit because, you know, subtitles in real life aren't a thing. Right. (laughs) And so then it's, like, blasting in my ear, and then my computer is freezing. So I have my dad's... So now everything... My Do Not Disturb stays on, and now everything goes through my dad's mixing board um, Mm -hmm. that I have temporarily misappropriated um <laughs> with his permission i didn't actually steal it but so funny this is so i have a i got a microphone and an arm attached to this thing it's a it's a legit it's a legit setup now like, that's awesome oh my gosh look at you i'm so proud of you that's you. so awesome jen oh. especially because i spent the last i was like when was the last time i made a podcast and it was like six months ago yeah, it's been a while. I, I've been watching, like, whenever you put stuff out, I've been, like, watching it, because I'm just like, oh, I love it. I said, I said, what can I, what can I hoard content-wise, so when I feel really depressed that I can just give it out? Um, right. I'm running low, though. I need, I need to film stuff while I'm on a, like, on I a high. I need content. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need to film content, but then I'm like, I don't know what to film, but I was like, I wanted to test out this new setup before... I go in and be like, hey guys, so um, I'm not actually dead. I <laughs> just have depression, and then that turned into bipolar disorder. So, what's up? Um, yeah, you're like, what's up? <laughs> hello, I'm not dead. I'm just, I'm just swinging along. But and the weather's not helping either. No. The weather, like. Oh my gosh, my mood and like my mental health, like it's like plummeted. It's it was like it was peaking for a while, and then it like went down. Yeah. And now I'm like kind of at this plateau slash rut. Uh, do you and guys have a lot of out. snow in Columbus right now? Well, yeah, we got four inches the other night. The other night, and we also had like more snow on the ground already. Like we already like a bunch of ice and. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. The only time it should be snowing is November 1st to January 1st, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No more. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of having a birthday in the winter. I just, I'm sick of it. So my birthday, it's so odd because it's technically in winter, but it has, like, spring-like, condi- like, spring-like weather. Yeah. And Sometimes. I feel like it's very moody, and I'm moody, so I think I was born at, like, an ideal time, which, like, depicts my personality. Sometimes in the middle of February, you will get that odd, you know, like, 50-degree yeah, weather day. That happened on my birthday, my freshman year at Kent. <laughs> That's so funny! <laughs> and I was like, I'm so depressed, but at least I could sit outside. 
because I didn't even celebrate. I didn't tell, really celebrate my birthday up until I turned 20. So, yeah. you know, I was like, I'm not doing anything. And they're like, oh, my God, it's your birthday. And I was like, yeah, and? You're like, let's go out. I said, but now, so I celebrated 20, and then I, I got 21 right in there, mm-hmm. right in there before the pandemic. And uh, for 22, I think I'm just going to go to bed early, which is ideally what I wanted to do for 21. But everyone was like, you got to go to the bars. And I was like, but I'm a lightweight. <laughs> Right? I'm a, I'm a lightweight and I'm cheap and I only have one drink that I like, which is a dirty Shirley. So what's a dirty Shirley? I've never had it before. Have you ever had a Shirley Temple? Yes, I love Shirley Temples. You just put vodka in it. <gasps> Ooh, wait, that sounds so good. My philosophy is if you can taste the alcohol, you're doing it wrong. Because you want- that is true. <laughs> That's the only way that I like things. I only like coffee if I can't taste the coffee. You know, same thing with, like, a lot. Of, if I can taste the base flavor, you're doing it wrong. Right. Someone said that uh, my personality aligns with the strawberry daiquiri. Fun and flirty at first, but hard and dangerous <laughs> once you have too many. Yeah, I can see it. I could definitely see I'm it. I'm like, hmm, yeah, I think I can see it, too. It was just so funny and out of the blue because I'm like, Wait, I can have like a, I can align like an alcoholic beverage with the personality. So I like in my head, I was like going through all the people I knew and assigning them like mixed drinks or beer. Mine is, mine is the Dirty Shirley. I am the epitome of it, a child, but then sometimes there's an added spike of alcohol, but I can't drink anymore. So, you know, I've been, I've been. You can't drink anymore, like, period? Or? Yeah, like, period for right now because of the meds I'm on. So I've been sober for Uh-oh. almost a year, which is, which is interesting. Not that it's ever really been a problem, but. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I've been sober for a year. Everyone's like, are you, like, okay? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, some of us just don't need to drink during the pandemic to forget our problems. I just spend money I don't have. Honestly, the same. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Let's look at my DoorDash. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was Webkins. Um, oh, Webkins? Yeah. That's still a thing? Yeah. The new version, though, I can't I can't do it. it. So it's it. they look too realistic because Flash Games stopped, and then now it's all three. It's just, ugh. Ew, ugh. That's creepy. And um, recently, when I get on, like, an episode, I'm, like, on Etsy, so I'm buying things I definitely don't need. Oh my gosh, Etsy's been kind of like my store of choice lately, and actually it reminds me I gotta go on there and get something <laughs> today. <laughs> well, so one of the things that I got, I got these little apothecary stickers, because um, I was like, oh, I thought they were cute. And then I was like, oh, like I want to know why these plants are the way that they are, and so now... Um, it turned into buying a bunch of digital download workbooks about, you know, plants. Um, and I have four actual books coming on the way, plus a huge stack of library books down here. Um, wow. About witchcraft and, you know, herbalism and apothecary. Oh, that's so awesome, though. Because I'm having a hard time finding a job. So I was like, maybe I'll just um, course correct since I'm not doing the college thing right now. I'll right. Just, I'll just course correct later. So, like, um, like how, how's been, you know, 
like how's been like how's the job search going and you know kind of adjusting to this like new normal you're doing ah the job search sucks it sucks it sucks you're telling me (laughs) because i have one i have two skill sets content creation and proofreading both of Mm -hmm. which are highly useful but the market i think is oversaturated with people our age who can do both of those things so I apply to like a bunch of jobs and then I don't hear back from them so like it's it's the worst kind of rejection because I never know like out of the 80 jobs that I've applied for I've only heard back from four employers which is pretty good odds I um I just got an email yesterday of an internship that I applied for last March (laughs) saying that um thank you for applying but we've moved on with a different candidate and I was like how long did it take you to decide on an applicant man I have no idea I was like okay bye thank you because <laughs> like, I'm yeah on, I'm on indeed so the job filtering is like hit or miss because they're like mm-hmm. this is a full-time position but we're not going to pay you anything <sighs> yeah and then also like there's just like there's so much scams, like, job scams. Like, I've, like, had five so far yeah. where it was just, like, it just didn't feel right. Like, they were, like, oh, like, basically, like, it sounded so good to be true. Yeah. That I'm, like, this is totally a scam. If And then, like, I had, like, this freelance thing. Like, somebody, like, reached out and asked if I wanted to do, like, this freelance thing for, like, a really, really now a really well-known magazine and just the way I was corresponding with this person, I was just like, this doesn't seem legit. And then, like, I looked at the contract because, like, I was going to be paid, like, a good sum of money. And in the contract, they were like, you have to pay the models and the makeup artists. And I was like, wait, but I thought you guys were covering it. So I just gave them bullshit lie and said, sorry, I just accepted the job. That's smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... They're all intern, like they're internships, and if you don't pay your interns, that shit is illegal, it, or it should be. It should be illegal, it and it's criminal. It's criminal, and you should not be doing it. Um, it's honestly like you're asking somebody I, to do I, a full time job for for college credit. That mm-hmm. you know, college college credit and experience is not going to pay my bills. Right. I just made my first student loan payment this morning. Um, experience. Oh my god. That's what that's what kept me up all night. Yeah, there was um I don't know what happened. So like I got like a part of my student loans back and then the other part like my dad and I were trying to look for it and we can't find it anywhere. Hmm. And we're like like they're only charging me like one like one amount. Like it's like one third of the amount of how much like I owe. And I'm like where did the rest of my student loans go? Like and I'm just going to be like, did Daddy Biden do it? Because yeah. I'm so happy. They, uh, <laughs> well, when I was, because did you have to do exit, loan exit counseling through Kent? So I still have to do that. And that's where I was like trying to think. I was like, you know what? Maybe because I haven't done that yet. Maybe that's why they're withholding the loan. Well, I, I, knew, who, I knew who my creditor was um, mm-hmm. or like my loan, whoever, because um, it's, it's in o- Oklahoma or whatever. Because I've been getting emails about it. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And I don't understand. I don't understand either. But I was like, okay. 
it's one of the so I, so I did I did my exit counseling and then I was like okay I have a pretty good payment plan and if I you know throw some money at it now like I have six months of grace but I was like if I throw some money at it now and I can get down some of that interest um before right. I have to like really start being on time but it's like that kept me up all night and then like I got a rejection email right after and I was like son of a bitch yeah so uh, yeah I was like it kept me up all night because I was like I I was like playing worst case scenario and then I was like but you're fine because right now everything that I'm getting from unemployment is going straight into savings um but that runs out pretty soon. So unless Daddy Biden is going to wipe my student <laughs> loans, you know, I'll do. Do you remember the fire, the Firefest documentary? So actually, uh, Sarah and David and I, we were talking about this the other day. I have not seen it, but I know like what happened just from the news articles that I read and just talking with them about um, Firefest. It's so funny that you so, mentioned it. So the Netflix one. They talked okay. they talked to one of the guys on the team, um, and he was basically like, You need to go to the guy in customs so the the main guy, Bobby or whatever his fucking name is, was like, You need to go to customs and you need to get these cases of water across, you know? And he was like, Suck some dick if you have to. And so the guy the guy that they're interviewing, they're like, I went in fully prepared to suck this guy's dick. And I was like, that that sentiment not that I would do that, but that sentiment is, like, where I'm at for student loan forgiveness right now. I'm like, I will do what I must. I'll take, yeah. I'll take one for the team. I will take yeah. one for the team. I'll be a team yes. player. Yeah, I think I think that's what they mentioned. Um, sorry, I was drinking my uh, drink of choice water. <laughs> Staying hydrated. Hydration is key. Uh, what'd you say? Hydration is key. Yeah, my skin's been really dry lately, and it's because I haven't been drinking a lot of water. So same, and I got like, my—I have my humidifier up here. Ooh, it's glowing. I now know. I'm like, now I'm like focused on you, and then when I see you, I see the humidifier. It's just like it's like a nice pathway. I know. I'm just. But um, I forget what I was gonna say. Yeah, I just that firefest thing. Like that was just crazy to me. Like, I feel horrible for the people that had to endure that, but... Also, at the same I time, know. I don't I don't feel that bad. You don't feel that bad? I don't... I feel a little bad, but, like, I don't feel that bad. Because if you had enough money to pay for a ticket... True. Then I don't feel that bad. Yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, it sucks. It's like the rich people's version of DashCon from Tumblr, but... You know, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like, I'm like, oh, poor baby, like, right. now you understand how the rest of us live. Yeah, like, poverty, like, people in refugee camps, and... Plus, nobody got paid. Not a single person got paid. No one got paid? No one got paid. And that's why he's wait. in jail. <laughs> wait, so wait by paid like did they not get like their refund back or they they didn't get their, their I don't think they got a refund but the people on the island that they hired to set everything up oh, they okay, never okay, got okay. paid they never got paid and I was like oh my god they never got paid never got paid oh that's fucked up that's so messed up I 
hope that guy's rotting in jail right now. Like, that's like so messed up. I think he's out on parole because, you know, he's the white really? white collar crime or whatever. Is that what it's called? White collar crime? If you're. What's that? There's like what? Blue collar, white collar, black collar? I don't. I know white collar and I know blue collar, but other than that. I, I want to be. I want to be a purple collar worker. Yeah, I want to be a worker in general. I want to be a worker. <laughs> I would like, You're like hire me, please, please. Well, I applied to. I applied to a bunch of places, like content creation wise. So like iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, some radio, some just random radio stations. And I was mm-hmm. like, please, I have a background. I know how to do things. I need right. a job, please. I can be remote. I can literally create podcasts for you or just, like, whatever. You tell me mm-hmm. what to say, I'll make it happen. Like, whatever. Whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. Just please yeah. pay me money. Yeah. Yeah, I'm at the boat, too. Like, it's, like, weird because I feel like, like, I've been applying for jobs, but then, like, I just get discouraged, and then I take, like, a week off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, oh, my God, I missed all these jobs. Like, today, I was like, I'm not going to look at Indeed. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. And then now I'm like, oh, my God, I need to, like, I haven't checked Indeed. Like, they're still sending notifications. Like, I need to check it. And I was like, God, I think I spend more time on Indeed than I do on TikTok. That was me, like, last April and May. I spend more time. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I spend more time searching for jobs on Indeed than I do scrolling through TikTok. And I scroll through TikTok a lot. (laughs) What? Okay, so... I, like, posted on my snap, I mean, you saw it and you respond about, um, if I should get a TikTok for my business, and I have, like, my reservations, they're more personal, though, just because, like, I just don't know if I'll, like, get addicted to it, like, I'm already addicted to, like, all my other social media, I don't know, like, I've just heard, like, I mean, I've heard good and bad things about TikTok, but I don't know, what are your thoughts, like, in regard to, like, getting seen getting awareness about like your brand and like not brand but like what you do and what you can provide to people well I think I think of everything that you do online is like your brand right like so bar buddies is my brand right now right like my personal brand is just what my per- like me me as Noga is my brand is chaos right like clutter like <laughs> controlled chaos but me as bar buddies is a is a brand because i'm mm-hmm. trying to sell you something which is i'm trying to sell you on me in my content mm-hmm. so i don't really talk i've noticed that when i post about my youtube videos on tiktok those don't really get a lot of numbers um mostly because and one of the things you'll figure out very quickly on tiktok is that the algorithm is just it's it changes constantly, so there's no, there's really no way to predict what you're gonna get when mm-hmm. you get it. But sometimes okay. when I do something really dumb, like I made a coming out of the closet jo- or going back into the closet joke, that went viral. And mm-hmm. then I was like, I'm simping for a man who plays the in life version of Florida, and that went viral. And mm-hmm. you get some new followers and you get a little more numbers, but it's all about kind of manipulating the algorithm. Okay. But once you start, like, right at the beginning, you really have to, like, start, like, in it and be, like, kind of dedicated to it just so you can start finding the right people because the algorithm is insanely impressive. I will give them that. Um, I find 
a lot of musicians and I find a lot of photographers and that's what my For You page is for Bar Buddies. And that is my way to connect with them. Or just even like get tips or be like hot, like concert photographers, they're like, oh, like are you dating somebody in the band? And we're like, no, we're here to work. And I was like, ah ha ha, me too. Like, <laughs> I'm just here to make my coin and leave. Get that yeah. bread, get that head and leave. <laughs> But I think, I think TikTok, like, everybody has their reservations, I think, about starting new. But TikTok, you can make up to a minute. Um, and Reels, I think you can do up to 30 seconds now. Right. You can only do 30. And I, I, I like, did some more research about TikTok and about, like, um, you can, like, there's a lot of ways you can edit videos. There's, like, different effects and... Um, like, stuff you can't find on, like, other video apps. Like, I think it's called InShot and Premiere or Adobe Rush. Like, those type of stuff. Yeah. So, like, I was just thinking about it. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm still, like, kind of on the fence because I'm, like, you know, do I want to get invested in this? Do I want to, you know, like, what kind of videos do I want to make? And I have, like, video. I have video ideas, but... I just don't think, me being an anxious 22-year-old, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work out. I I think of my TikTok as, like, in my reels, separate from the content. Like, it's still part of Bar Buddies, but it's separate from the content I produce. It's, okay. a way, it's a way for people to get to know me. So I've been posting a TikTok every time I finish a season of Criminal Minds because that's where I'm at as an adult, right? And so... I'm doing I'm doing that and then you know sometimes I'll make a I'll make a TikTok about George or I'll make one about my brother like our most one of our more recent ones that I thought was really funny um, was the scene from um, the Simpsons movie when they talk about the new Grand Canyon uh, oh, because yeah. Tom Hanks Tom Hanks was um, hosting the inauguration special or whatever so doing stuff like that you know that gets to show people who I am and what kind of content you can expect from me. But it's in a it's in a no pressure type of way. Like it's just it's just honestly for me stuff that I like to do to be funny. Like I haven't learned a, a goddamn TikTok dance yet. Um, I should because I kind of know you do the renegade renegade like that or something. I can't. I don't know. I I want to learn how to do that. I think one of my friends taught me how to do it, and then quarantine happened. Yeah, I want to do the be able to do the space girl one. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, but yeah, I, and the fun thing about TikTok too is that you can just film a bunch of stuff at once and then, you know, keep it in your drafts and kind of alternate content. So if I'm like in a burst, sometimes I'll be like, oh, like I can do this and then da 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 da, and then I can just intersperse that. But I tend to use um, Adobe Premiere or like the mobile version when I'm editing something specific, like to a specific track so like I just did um the ups and downs to um bipolar so what that looks like for me so like the ups are was to um somebody was like you know how they were doing like Ratatouille the musical mm -hmm. so somebody was like what if you do up the musical and here is the song that I wrote for you know oh how interesting right so I did that for the ups and then somebody was like here's the reprise of after Ellie dies and mm -hmm. I did that for the downs and that was something that I did. So it's, it's kind of like, I was big, I wasn't like big on Vine, but I 
I got into my video editing niche through Vine that way. So I don't know. I think TikTok can be beneficial just for like connecting with other, you know, people. But it's honestly, honestly, I like it. Um, but it's, it's, I can tell you it's not for everybody, but sometimes you find really funny things on there. Right. One of my really good friends and my housemate, she, it's so funny because every day she gets so mad at me because she has to download the TikTok and send it over to me. You can just send the link. Just, that's what I do to my brother. I just send him the link. And it's like so funny because she's just always like, she's always like, you should just get a TikTok, get a TikTok. You won't regret it. it you, you'll find funny stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but I have my reservations about it. But that's, yeah, that's how it is for everybody, I think, especially on a video platform. Right. Because, you know, I always have my reservations about YouTube because mm-hmm. whatever. But then I go to, like, TikTok and everyone's like, they're going to steal, the Chinese are going to steal your information. But they're not going to mm-hmm. steal our information. And I was like, plus, yeah, I- plus. Facebook already sold all my information to the Russians anyways, so... Hell yeah! <laughs> Facebook is not any better in regard to privacy and stuff like that. So, what do they know that I don't already know? Like, they probably right. know more about me than I know. I know, they probably know my birth chart. I still don't know how to read a birth chart. Um, Neither do I. <laughs> I'm working on it, though. One of the books that I have will teach me how to do that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how to read a birth chart, but when I tell people my... My, I think they call it the big three, which is your your sun, moon, and rising. So your sun is what, so your sun would be a Pisces, and then mm-hmm. your moon is how you, um, I think, handle your emotions maybe, and then um, your rising is like how you present based off your birth chart. So like I'm a Pisces sun, I'm an Aries moon, and I'm a Scorpio rising, so I'm a wise dumbass. <laughs> which makes sense. It's very, it's very on brand for Jen. Mm-hmm. Tears of My Enemies is also very on brand for Jen. <laughs> what I think, you know what? I think Snapchat did something with like the birth chart. They did. They, I think so. Like I just like I looked at it one time and I'm like, I was like, eh. what? Let me see. Snapchat's trying to hold on. They really are. I they're bear- like holding by a thread right now. The only thing that I use on Snapchat is like my private story. But I don't right. do I don't do streaks. I'm not like these young kids anymore. Like my brother, my brother finally got a Snapchat and he does streaks. And I was like, I don't. I'm not like these young kids. I'm old. You're like I'm old. So apparently, my moon is in Virgo. Okay. I don't so, know. What that, I I wish I knew what that meant, but. Yeah, I because uh, I know my brother. He's a Virgo. Like his rising sun, something like that. He's a Virgo, but my moon is in Virgo. And I'm not going to go into it because I don't want people (laughs) analyzing me. (laughs) I want to be able to analyze myself. Yeah, I mean, it is is helpful. I think that, like, if you believe in the the stars, um, as Nolan likes to say, what does the star, what did the stars say about me? And I said, the stars called you a bitch. Ooh, snaps to that. That's really good. I love that. I love. Wait, is that a quote? No. <laughs> I mean, I say it. I said it on live, like live, on on air to Nolan, um, one time. But I, I only I can bully Nolan. Are you listening? Follow, 
watchers of this video, only I can bully Nolan. You you all have to leave him alone. I don't know who Nolan is, Nolan, but I won't bully him. <laughs> Nolan <laughs> Nolan um, was one of, he was my right-hand man during Web Staff, and he had a okay. show on Black School Radio called Title Basis, and he was the programming director last semester. But now he's, like, doing an internship, so, you know. But we're, we're in a group chat called the Chaos Bunch. Which is I me, which is me, him, Rory, and then Julia Kelch, and it's just it's very chaotic, and I love it so much. You know, something that I have to confess, and I'm so sorry, I still have yet to edit our ghost photo shoot. That's back okay. That's okay. Honestly, I felt so bad. I'm like, I hope Jen. I, like, I just, like, I don't want to make enemies, and I'm like, no. oh my gosh, like, I feel so bad I did not edit those photos, and I'm gonna, like, crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, here's my confession, I still haven't edited video, like, these type of things that I have had on my computer since, um, July, and I still haven't touched my concert photos since right before the pandemic. That's okay, because, I mean, this pandemic literally threw a wrench into productivity, for sure. Yeah. Well, so here was my plan. My plan was I was going to, um, I was I had basically a show every night for spring break. Mm -hmm. And Ryan was coming into town that weekend, you know, his band is playing a gig, and I was like, okay, so while they're doing their thing, um, I'm going to go do my thing. And then the pandemic happened. And I was like, but if I can do all of these things, then I think I can actually kind of, I had been going back and forth about dropping out of school since like Jan, like for a while anyways. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, you know, if I can do this, then I can make this like a career. Like I could get paid for this instead of doing this, you know, unpaid. Because I, I just, I love it. It's my niche. I'm really, really good at it. Yeah, and, no, uh, you are really good at it. The, very talented the in it. The thought of having to reteach myself how to edit and take those types of photos again make me want to physically vomit. But yeah, like that that industry is like it's it's very wobbly. So that's why I'm doing this because I want to talk to people in case nobody gets to play shows ever again. Yeah, I just um. I don't know. Where do you where do you see that going post pandemic? If there ever is a post pandemic, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, post pandemic, I definitely think the rise of like virtual experiences are gonna be um, something. I know a lot of a lot of artists have done like AJR and We Three. They've done virtual concerts. They perform and there's nobody there. But I think that's definitely gonna take a rise. But I think a lot of small venues that play, that book a lot of the bands that I know and I'm friends with or I want to see, I think they're going to, they're the ones that are really in danger of closing. Because like House of Blues, yeah. House of Blues, you know, that's a franchise. I doubt that they'd close anytime soon. They might lay off a bunch of people, but I doubt that they'd close because they sold the restaurant. But... Mm -hmm you know or the queue i mean that's not going to go anywhere anytime soon but places like may halls um the grog shop those like those really small places those are the ones that i'm the most worried about yeah but hopefully fingers are crossed i think it'll be people will be a little more cautious but then it also takes away but then it then again it also takes away that aspect of everybody having a collective experience right 
you know, pressed up against the barricade, you know, everybody's kind of sweaty. I don't know. I miss it. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I, like, I miss traveling. Like, I was talking with one of my friends about, you know, traveling post-pandemic, and I feel like I'm kind of torn because I feel like people, there's going to be, like, a lack of travel or there's going to be, a like, a big, like, boost of traveling. Yeah. I know for me, I'm going to buy a one-way ticket and just leave, get out of here. Get the hell out of <laughs> but, Dodge. I don't blame you. I do not but, blame you. I just have really bad travel anxiety, so my ass is planted in Ohio for a hot minute. I definitely want to take a road trip, at least. I like I, My mom and I were planning a road trip to go out west, but I think she was like, never mind, I don't want to go. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. My dad and I went on a road trip in October. And it's hereby dubbed the Great 2020 Speed Run because mm -hmm. the goal was we were going to go from Ohio to um, our first stop. Our first, like, big stop, main stop was going to be North Dakota, uh, North Dakota. And then my dad wanted to go to Oklahoma and then back to Ohio in, like, five days. Mm -hmm. And we were going to make stops along yeah, the way. It was, was going to be a speed run. However, because all of the, the states that we needed to get from north dakota down to oklahoma and back we're like kind of like stonewalled we just went um went to chicago and the metropolis and then nashville memphis mount juliet and then home so we spent a oh, lot of time so that was a complete like that was literally like that's like 90 degrees yeah it was like a, it was like a i got to go to old friend senior dog sanctuary so it was really fun nice. um didn't get to see a lot but it was really really fun so were a lot of the like did you like go to like quite a bit of attractions were there like a lot of people there um we went open? most places were open we went to uh sun studios which is where elvis was discovered um okay. and we got a really cool tour oh my camera stopped hold on she likes to do this thing where she says she, she's charged but she's not <laughs> come on baby it says Imaging Edge Webcam. Yeah. So this is what I mean. She's probably going to die again, though. There she I is. love that camera, though. I'm, like, Me obsessed too. with it. So we went to, which was where Elvis was discovered, and then we got a really cool tour. And, you know, we made friends. I make friends everywhere. So um, one of the guys there, he had an album. It was called Folk Beef. And I was talking to him because I was like, I like the name of that. And he gave it to me for free and I was like oh my god thank you nice. um and then we went to Stax Records which is um a lot of like where Motown was mm -hmm. um and then that wasn't really because we went kind of early in the morning so we did Sun Studios at their last tour and then we did Stax at their first tour and then everywhere else we kind of just we're just exploring so we were kind of just staying away from the edge but I got some really really good Italian food in um, Nashville. Yeah, we were in Nashville. It was so good. Like, because they do everything on their menu can be done gluten-free in a gluten-free, like, safe. Nice. That's awesome. I had my first cannoli in five years, and it was... I cried. I, I cried in the restaurant, and they got a 100% yeah. tip. I was like, I cried in the restaurant. It was beautiful. It was a soul-catching moment. It was kind of the same. It wasn't quite the same you know experience because I just had my first Oreo in five years um, <laughs> but 
you know. Yeah, because they made a gluten-free Oreo. It's so good. Please, gluten-free Oreo, sponsor me. <laughs> yes, sponsor Jen. She deserves it. Sponsor me. I did have a couple of questions I had prepared for the interview, but I do want to ask about your V8 story. Before I My V8 story? Yeah. Well, I kind of forgot about it, but I was basically, like, I was just thinking about VA all the time for, like, the whole day the other day. And I'm like, I really want a V8. I really want a V8. Oh, I really want a V8. It happens to me, too. Like, but sometimes with um, Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, I have you ever had Donato's before? Donato's Pizza? It's more Columbus-based. A long, long time ago. There used to be one in town, actually. There's not one anymore, but there used to be one. It's more, it's Columbus, like, the people, like, are from Columbus, and they own it. There's a lot of uh, franchises here. I haven't been to one in, like, five years, I think, but they have really good mild wings and uh, blue cheese dressing, and there's, like, times where I have, like, that specific craving, and then there's, like, another time, so my housemate's Malaysian, and, uh, she has like a like um, a family friend that lives in Akron, and she comes over and brings um, traditional Malaysian food. And there's this thing called nasi lemak, and it's it translates to fat rice, and it's just so good. And there's times where I literally text my housemate, and I'm like, "Can you ask Auntie Mona? If she can bring it over. I I can pay her. <laughs> I just really want nasi lemak right now, and it's so specific too." DoorDash, DoorDash really has not um, helped the situation because I can get a bunch of wings. I don't have to leave the house. The wings can come to me. So um, I did wings twice. I did Dairy Queen twice. And I did McDonald's once. That's on the low, though. I'm not supposed to be eating McDonald's, but um, I did because I've had a crave. I had a dream. I ate McDonald's yesterday because I had a dream last night, or the night before, about a Big Mac, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. Ooh, yeah. And I was like, they're on DoorDash, and I still don't have any delivery fees, so I might as well. So I got mm -hmm. it, and then I did not feel good for the rest of the day. But yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. Because now, now it's gone. Now the craving is gone, and I can move on with my life. And the camera disappears one more time. Change video settings. Ha-ha. Hello. Hello. You can kind of see my super messy room now. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. My podcast. I am. Um, like, this might be TMI, so I don't know if you want to cut it. Oh, no. I, you, I'll decide later. Okay. Well, I, um, well, whenever I have my period, when I have, like, those period cravings, it's always McDonald's, and it's always McDonald's fish filet, and I think I love their fish filet, like, that's, like, the only fish sandwich that I will eat. And I'm like, damn, I really want a fish filet right now. Quarter pounder with cheese. That was mine. That was mine. That was it yours? was a quarter pounder with cheese or, like, a cheese, like a cheeseburger or hamburger. Um, right. That used to be, that used to be mine um, when I was, when I first started getting my period. And I was, like, you know, I think, like, 11 or 12 whenever girls start first getting their period or whatever. Right. And um, I was like, oh. I want this with the, like, pickles. And then that's how I know that my period's coming because I start craving these foods that I normally wouldn't. Mm -hmm. That I was like, oh, I was like, this one's going to be a bad one because I have this insane craving for buffalo wild wings that I can just eat an entire serving. Because I don't, I don't eat a lot because I am a grazer. Yeah. And that's just how I am by nature. 
But if I am like, oh my God, I have a craving for Buffalo Wild Wings and I'm going to eat everything in one sitting, I was like, my period is coming. That's how I know. Right. There's sometimes too, like, because like, I mean, I've traveled and like, I've had like really good food and there's just sometimes I just get these cravings for food that I cannot have because it's 6,000 miles away. I said, I'm going to drive back to Tennessee and I'm going to get that chicken parm and that four cheese mac and... Oh, it's so good. I think about it. I dream about it. I'd marry it, to be honest. I know. I, like, I hate having cravings, and I'm just, like, it's just the worst. I'm just, like, quit tricking. Like, it's your stomach, like, tricking you, and it's just, like, knock it off. Like, I don't need this right now, but I want it. I said, get it together. (sighs) But speaking of traveling, you are a travel photographer. Ooh. And you also do also. kind of. Well, you were, and now you you do all sorts of fun stuff, photography wise. I'm a very broad. I'm a broad photographer. This one call myself a broad photographer. A broad photographer. So, I've been building our family archive. Um, I'm going through all these photos that we found, and I'm building an archive. And I can recognize my very early works, which is my dad holding all of my Care Bears. And you know that was probably I was like five or something with the camera, and I'm being like. Ta-da. So how did, when did you start getting into photography? Like, when was? I think I've just, like, I've always loved, like, photography in general. Like, you know, um, my mom had, like, bins, like, I think 10 bins of film and photos and stuff from, like, when, you know, when my grandpa and his family came over from Italy and, you know, I guess she's just kind of collected that over time. But when I really got into photography, I think it was, like, when I, okay, when I knew I wanted to be a photographer, I'll start there, was when my mom came home with a magazine, and it was Life magazine. Was it Life? Yes, it was Life. I think they're discontinued now. But they had a whole, like, 100-page spread of, uh, it was, like, a hundred heavenly places on earth and it just like you went through the magazine and it was just like all these beautiful places like the Grand Canyon um, some places up like in the Scandinavian area where you can see the northern lights and it was just beautiful and they would have like a little caption like at each photo and I was like I want to do that and I like told my grandma and she was like go for it and then like several years later I got my first camera I started practicing with it, and then I got, um, and then that's when I went to Ecuador for, like, my first, like, study abroad experience, I guess, like, because basically, like, when my mom was younger, they had a host, um, they hosted a, a, uh, girl, her name's Belen from Ecuador, and we've kept in really good contact with Belen and her family, and I was learning Spanish at the time when I was 16, and they're like, yeah, come down, like, we'll host you. And so I went down to Ecuador when I was 16, and I think, and I, that was when I had my first camera, and I just started taking photos, and a lot of them were very bad, and I overexposed a lot of them, and I think just the passion just kind of grew from there, and um, I practiced a lot, so went, traveled more, that kind of stuff. What was your uh, what was your first camera? It was a Canon Rebel T3i. I had that thing for I that's what I got 
that's what I got trained on was a T3i. My first camera was actually my dad's, and it was a Nikon D something. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I went, like, you're self-taught, I would assume. Yeah. Well, I never took classes, but I feel like everything, I feel like with photography, you have to self-teach yourself. Yeah. Well, because I went went to um, vocational school. Mm-hmm. and for media so I kind of did a little bit of everything and I got trained on a t3i that's what I learned everything on so I was like not to flex it's but camera. it's a good it is a good camera it served me very well um I have a t6 now I think mm-hmm. that's my dslr is a t6 and then um I have my sony and then I have um I got a little instant camera that looks like one of those vintage ones Yes, I love those. The 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 body surprisingly cheap. The film not so cheap. <laughs> really expensive. Yeah, film film's really expensive. I remember in my photography class we learned film photography and it got to the point where for our assignments we had to buy our own film. Yeah. It's like And it's, it was because they don't do black and white film anymore. I mean they do, but it's not as common. And that's, like, the most expensive of the film. Because yeah. with color film, I mean, you can get that processed at, like, a CVS or Walgreens, and you're A-OK. But black and white, they don't have the they don't have the solution or chemicals for it. Yeah, I did just find two disposable cameras. I know that they're done. Um, I have no idea what's on them. I have no idea how long they've been in the house. Um, that is something. That'll be a fun little um, unboxing vid. <laughs> be like, yeah, what's on these? But... How did you decide that you wanted to, you know, take something that, that was your hobby and make it a business? Um, that's a good question. I think, like, when I first started, like, taking photos for people, like, they're, like, senior photos. And then, I don't know, I, like, started following some people on Instagram that made photography their full-time job. And I was just kind of, like... You know, I mean, I'm like, you know, because I was thinking, like, oh, this is only going to be a hobby. I'm only going to make it a hobby. And then when I just started seeing people making it into a business, I kind of felt inspired by that. And then now this is something that, you know, long term, maybe within 10 years, uh, even five, that I would love to make it like a full time thing and may make it my my main source of income. But with the photography industry, I feel like it is, like, I feel like it is overly saturated. I think it's, like, it's kind of sad, to be honest, because, like, you know, I feel like, coming from me where I had to learn, I had to make mistakes. I still make mistakes, and I'm still learning, and people can pick this up and, uh, you know, claim that. You know, just by taking, like, even if it's just, like, a point and shoot. Yeah. But people can be very, like, I, I follow a photographer on Instagram who uses his phone camera, and he's amazing. He takes beautiful photos because he uses, because he has the eye for it. He's the artist behind it. Meanwhile, you know, I do, I do see, like, some content creators who are like, oh, let's post and have your camera, like, or have your phone like this or like this or like this. and Yeah. They, Take well, and- that's that's how I originally felt when the iPhone first started kind of doing, like, just stopped going from, like, crap photos to, like, oh, you have three cameras. Because I was like, what? 
You mean I went to vocational school. I got to learn. Like, I had to learn. I had to, like, you know how many panic attacks I had at night? Just being like, what if I'm not good enough? Like, will I get this assignment done? Like, the sheer imposter syndrome that I had was intense. And then... You invested a lot of time into learning, too. But, which was really funny. So, when I was in high school, um, Scholastics does a fair, like an art fair. And I was in a photos class. And they were like, Jen you really should submit your pieces. And I was like, oh, okay, because this was before I had a DSLR. So when I went on my trip to Savannah, um, I took all of my, you know, it was with my iPhone, which wasn't a problem because I had known how to do proper exposure and whatnot. And all of the photos that went to state were from my iPhone and nobody could tell the difference. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, that made me feel good, but it didn't make me feel amazing because I did it with my iPhone. Right. And I've never been able to recreate it since, so. Yeah, I mean, like, I know now in, like, photography classes, um, they, especially now because of the pandemic and cameras are pretty pricey, um, they just have them use their iPhone. And, you know, people, if, if if you have that creativity in you and you want to be a creative, like, you're going to, I mean, using a phone, like, it's a tool. You know, using a camera, that's a tool. It's behind the camera that is the creative, that is the mastermind. Um, and, you know, I mean, I don't think, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, I have nothing wrong with the phone camera because, like I said, like, I know people who do make amazing work, but... At the same time, I just get frustrated kind of looking at the people who, you know, take a really nice, like, they take, like, a standard photo and put, like, a nice preset on it and claim that they're a photographer. You know, I think that's where I kind of get my frustration from, not the people who use the, not that they use the phone camera and they use their creativity to make something amazing, you know, versus the people that, you know, just for instance, like, I could just take a photo of you and slap, like, a nice preset. Yeah. I'm, I just recently got into Lightroom because I'd only ever used Photoshop. That's what my certificate was in. But I've been getting into Lightroom and, like, presets and stuff. And that's, that's a whole nother beast. What do you think about Lightroom so far? I really like it. I, I, I like it a lot better. Um, I especially, I do like the presets. Sometimes they don't always work for, because, you know... When you put them on the iPhone photos, sometimes they don't look that good. I'm going right. to be honest. But other times, it's like, well, it looks all right. So, I've just, I've, I have only ever paid for one bundle, and it was a concert photo bundle, but I haven't had a chance to, like, test that out yet with some of my older photos. But other than that, like, I think it's, it's definitely much better than Photoshop, in my opinion. But I see why a lot of people yeah. use it. I really like Lightroom, especially, like, if I'm making, like, minor adjustments and, like, just changing kind of, like, not the mood per se, but if I want it to be, like, a more warmer photo or a cooler photo, I love using Lightroom for that. And then with Photoshop, I kind of, I feel like Photoshop, in my perception at least, like, I see it more as, like, a creative way to showcase a photo. Meanwhile, Lightroom is more kind of your standard, your basics, and you can be creative there, but I think with Photoshop, you can, you know, 
your possibilities are endless. The way that the way that I've always done photography, I rarely shoot in raw when I'm on the job, like especially at concerts because it just takes too long. Like mm-hmm. especially because concerts are so blank and you'll miss it. Um, that I treat everything like it's film. So, you know, I I tend to not want to have to edit it if I don't have to. Like, right. other than enhance what's already there, like, I don't want to have to edit. And I think that is an interesting way because I know a lot of people don't shoot that way. Yeah, that's actually, um, your way is kind of the, um... I'm like an old man. It's not... <laughs> I actually know some people that shoot the way that you do because they see it as, um, they kind of see digital as, like, an extension of film. And they want, you know, because with film, you have to get your settings correct to get that perfect photo. And they compare film with JPEG. Yeah. Because with a JPEG, you can't do you know, if you, if you screw up, you can't fix it. Yeah. That's how, and, that's how I've always operated. But um, my Google Home just went off to tell me it's 2 p.m. and to relax my shoulders. So I shall, <laughs> I shall do that. She knows I'm tense. Oh, everybody relax your shoulders in case you're tense listening yeah. to this. I'm, like, slouched in my bed right now. It's okay. My bed's right here. I got a new um, I got a new bed frame, and I put risers on it, so it's about the same height as if you half-lofted in Olsen. Oh, nice. So I hit my knee on it a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm just like, Michael, my brother was like, oh, this is so tall. And I was like, it's literally just a, a little bit shorter than if I had half-lofted in Olsen. Like, and you'd been in my dorm, so. How did I, so, like, in my dorm, when I was there for two and a half years, I had, so my bed was not half-lofted. Like, it was, like, three-fourths lofted. Yeah, yours was tall, which I give you, yeah, I, I commend you for because I couldn't do it. I had to use the desk chair to launch me off <laughs> or lunch me off my bed. It was useful, though. Like, it, I mean, I was able to store everything at, afforded a lot more room I was able to put a lot of stuff um yeah like I my parent my parents really they know how to cram stuff and manipulate a space I I appreciate their efforts (laughs) I don't know if it's like an Italian mom thing but like my mom she is very good at like space Tetris like if we're going somewhere and you know we have to get everything in the car she can get it all in the car like, oh, yeah, my mom is like that, too. Okay. I'm glad that it's not just my mom. I think it might be an Italian mom thing. I feel like it is an Italian mom thing because I'm starting to be like this, too, where I'm, like, I know how to play, like, Tetris yep. and or Jenga or whatever, and I'm just like, oh, no, am I becoming a mom? And, like, I'm literally, like, I, there's things where what I'm doing where I'm just, like, this is freaking me out because, like, I'm at home, and my brother, he's kind of, like, struggling with school right now. So I'm, like, trying to help him, like, stay organized and planning. Um, My little account executive self (laughs) having my little spreadsheet. (laughs) And and I was, like, texting my friends about it because they're, like, oh, what what are you doing? And they're, like, you're such a mom. (laughs) And then, like, apparently my car is, like, mom-like. It's just a a Chevy Equinox. (laughs) And I'm, like... I don't, it's not a minivan, and I hope 
knock on wood, I will never, ever, ever have to drive a minivan. I just, like, I can't. I embraced I, can't. I embraced the minivan. When I drove for that brief period, I, I embraced the minivan. Her name was Bertha. Her name was Bertha, and I loved her very much. She is no longer with us. May she rest in peace. Oh. R.I.P. So now we have a new one. It's just, you know, not the same. Because Bertha, Bertha was... Bertha was with us for a lot. She was like the first car that I remember us like going out to buy. So she had been with us for a while. And then her- miles did she have on it? A lot. It was a new car too. It was a lot of miles. Like the only reason why we didn't keep, like we had to get her towed was because um, her brake pads, like there weren't, like he, my dad hit the brakes and it just went all the way down. And she's, <gasps> she was so rusted that underneath that they just couldn't lift her up on the, the um the lift anymore because in every it was like a 2005 um dodge caravan in mm -hmm. every other i know it's specifically that model because every other model i've seen like that has um the exact same rust patterns underneath it was just oh, may she rest in peace i'm i miss miss bertha yeah my car now we we got it used and it had it had a hundred thousand miles on it. Like it was already like you know, it was already up there and I put an additional forty, so it has a hundred and forty thousand miles and um yeah, I'm like a little nervous about it because I mean, it took me about two and a half years to get to that point. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, Oh no, will I you know, am I going to have to, like, get a new car soon? And plus, like, we've had to put a lot of money into it because there's a lot of issues with my car. Like, the transmission blew up one time. Yeah. I don't know much about cars, so. Neither do I. But Bertha, Bertha went, when we, when we used to take vacations and go traveling, we always drove. At least at the beginning, we always drove in the minivan. So, right. you know, she had a lot of miles. Like, we did, I think the farthest we went with her was, like, Texas and back. Wow, that's a long drive. And we did Florida, too. Those are all long drives. Yes, they are. And I think Williamsburg, maybe? Because, you know, we go, we go, sometimes we do fun things, but most of the time we go to a historical landmark, and that's vacations. <laughs> but uh, the last vacation we went on was right after I started my job at Kent, um, and we went to the Boy Scout World Jamboree. Oh, nice. It was not fun for me, but... I remember when my brother did Boy Scouts, like, he did it for, like, a minute. And he had, like, that derby box race thing, like the... The Pinewood small... Derby? I'm, yeah. I am a, I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar. My brother uh, just got his Eagle Scout, so he's, he's oh, at the... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. That's I'm I'm very familiar with the the Pinewood Derby because we watched a movie about um, uh, the Pinewood Derby, um, a made-for-TV movie where the entire plot is about a Boy Scout Pinewood Derby. So wow, I think we still have it somewhere in the house. Maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, but he it was he did that like my brother and my dad worked on that on the Derby and stuff like that and um, I remember like it was like a three-hour-long event of just racing. I was an announcer. It was really fun. You were an announcer? It was really fun. Awesome. I was like, and coming in at number six, we have Michael Noga. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And, you know, you play the That's fanfare. Really which was just, it was just me dicking around because yeah. I had to be there. 
<laughs> and then and then we got to have like walking tacos. So it was like the the chips and the Oh yeah, walking oh. that's like the Oh my gosh, like that's like the youth group slash like yeah, make, like yeah, youth group necessity or delicacy. Yeah, I think I might. I think I might make some. I'm gonna write that down. Walking tacos dinner. Though. Walking tacos for dinner? Question mark. So my last question on my list is um, about advice, right? So, oh, am I the best person for that? <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know. It can be advice that you would give to a creative or just general advice that you've picked up or and or it could be the best advice that you've ever gotten. Okay, I kind of have a few. Go. They're like they're kind of like tough love, so people may like get offended by it. I don't care. But for creatives especially mean like photographers like if you have, like, a client conflict or, like, a client problem, 95%, it's probably your fault. And it's because maybe you didn't communicate it correctly or you under-delivered and stuff like that. Because essentially, like, if you are, if you are performing a service for, for a client and... And, that, and that's, like, what you want to do. That's your occupation. Um, you know, you have to make sure you have, you list all your expectations, list everything that, you know, could go, like, basically, like, anything that the client has questions on. And if you don't have that listed and something comes up, it's probably your fault. But at the same time, like, if the client is being a dick, like, don't, like, that's not your fault. I've had that happen, and it's, and, you know, um, but a lot of the time I just, like, felt like I was, like, trying to justify the, like, why I'm, like, the victim, why I'm, like, not at fault, and they're at fault, and then, like, I watched this, um, this, like, Instagram IGTV with, like, a really big photographer, and that's, like, the first thing she said. She said, you know, 95% is your fault because, you know, you didn't, list out your expectations clearly you or you under delivered or you know you did not meet the client's expectations and I think that's like that kind of gave me like a dose of reality and a slap in the face because like you know I kind of justified you know why I'm not at fault and it made me look at my business a little bit differently because I say that it's customer centric but do I actually make it customer centric and then, like, another piece of advice is probably, like, know your value, know your worth. Like, don't take on jobs that you feel like you're not going to get anything out of it or you feel like they're going to scam you. And, like, and that also kind of goes into, like, you know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to reframe or position myself differently because when people look at me, they look at me as like, oh, that's Sophia with the fancy camera, you know, and not Sophia, that's the professional photographer who took my, you know, engagement photos. And, you know, and that took me a long, a long time to, like, learn because I did not, yeah, I didn't look at myself, like, as, like, a professional photographer. I looked at myself as, like, 
you know, like a yes ma'am. I did, you know, I want to make people happy and I want to like create stories and things like that. But I never like sat down and said, no, you are a professional photographer. You have, you have the expertise and it's just knowing your value and not being insecure about your value. That's I hope that cool. always makes sense. Yeah, that does. So as they say on Hot Ones, as we conclude, um, if you have anything to plug, you can pick either this camera, this camera, or this camera and tell the people what you have going on or anything you want to plug. Like, see, I'm, I'm not hip. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> so basically, basically, um, if you want, you can talk about your photography, be like, hey, hire me for photos. Here's oh, my Instagram. Pl- like, plug me in. Yeah. Like, anything you got going on? Need, need work? I do have, like, a project I want to work on. I'm, like, still trying to finalize, like, details and stuff like that. Um, but it's, like, oh, I don't even know if I want to say it because I'm just scared that someone might see it. <laughs> okay. Keep that. We'll keep that. We'll talk about it after we're done recording. But okay. um, maybe, like, plug your Instagram or your, your business. Yeah, Tell the people. It is oh. at Sophia Adernetto Photo. My business is Sophia Adernetto Photography, www.sophiaadernetto.com. I'm the first Google, if you look up my name, I'm the first Google uh, search. So SEO is doing absolutely fantastic there. Um, yeah, I'm always here willing to help. I love photographing people. I love documenting stories. I love, you know, making people happy because that's just who I am. So... You make me happy. You make me happy. Oh, I'm Listen, blush the again. that you've given me, Jen, like, I keep them. I, I have them, like, in my little stack of letters, and whenever I feel down, I always read them. But those are the first letters that I read. I'm going to start blushing on camera again. This is the <laughs> second episode in a row. So, yes. So, thank you. Letters. Thank you for doing this. I love you very much. If you would like to see more videos like this, remember you can subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel or follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at BarBuddiesPod. You can find us on TikTok at BarBuddies. Um, BarBuddies has a website, uh, www.barbuddies.org. <laughs> and I think that's, I think that's it. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the, the end button. Okay, stop, record. It's like BarBuddies. With the X, Sophia Adern. <laughs> <laughs> A collaboration.